Happy Easter. Happy Easter. So welcome to all of you who are visiting, particularly for Father Alonso, Father Kylie from our seminary, Pope John's seminary from Deacon George and Deacon Julio. We have a tradition in our parish that we really focus on the biggest word that's always been the expression of joy and praise to God for the resurrection of Jesus, the only Savior of the world. Who remembers what that word is? Oh, come on, who remembers that word is? Alleluia. So this is really important that the whole world can hear, mostly in our actions, but also in our words. Jesus Christ, the only Savior of the world, has risen from the dead. If you believe that, you want to say really loudly, Alleluia. One, two, three. Alleluia. I mean, there is, this is a very fallen world. It's a very sinful world. And those readings we just heard, they reminded us this world was created by God and love. Everything originally was only about God and love. And we human beings somehow chose freely to fall away from it. If we did not have a savior, this world would be chaos, and it's still kind of chaotic, and we'd all die. When we die, that would be it. Either we're saved, or we're not. Either sin and death win, or there's a Savior who brings us past sin and death. Jesus Christ is the only Savior of the world. He has, in fact, risen from the dead. If you believe that, say hallelujah. One, two, three. That's more like it. Many of us have been preparing for tonight to receive the sacraments of initiation. More people, we think, as far as we can tell, than in the history of our parish. That's amazing. Tonight, we'll at one time be baptized and receive the other sacraments of initiation. Many of the rest of us who have already been baptized have spent six weeks really seriously spiritually preparing for the resurrection of Jesus. Because even though he is the Savior, even though we've received him, I'm a sinner. I am still free to do whatever I want with my life. I need to constantly be renewed in the power of Jesus. So before you guys are baptized, and for the rest of us who have been preparing for this, let me just give you a couple of reminders, taking one step back. Yesterday, many of you and millions of people around the world, hundreds of millions of people, sincerely entered into Good Friday. By no means did every Christian do this, but many did. On Good Friday, we faced the reality of 2,000 years ago how sinful and fallen this world is. When the Savior of this world actually came to our Jewish ancestors and to this whole world, when Jesus became a human being and he offered himself to people, all he did was love them. All he did was be selfless, giving, forgiving, merciful. All he did was give selfless love to everybody. And he invited them to say yes to him. And what did most of them do? They killed him. They didn't just say he's crazy. They didn't just say this is ridiculous. They met him, they listened to him, they thought about him, and they killed him. They said he is not the son of God, 
And not only did they think he wasn't, I mean, if you said you're the son of God, I would say you're not the son of God, obviously. They so rejected him that they tortured him. Can you see the cross up there? They took him, they tortured him, they humiliated him, they even made a crown of thorns, something they couldn't even touch, and they shoved it into his brain. That is how people freely respond to Jesus, including me in my sin, because I know who he is. On Good Friday, when Jesus is on the crucifix, the last thing he does, we heard this yesterday in the Gospel of John, is he breathes out his spirit. He breathes out his spirit. Jesus lives love, selfless, forgiving, merciful, giving, complete love for the biggest sinners on the planet 2,000 years ago and you and me today. What he ultimately does is he breathes out himself love into hatred, torture, and death. He breathes himself into death, into sin and death. When Jesus is killed on the cross, it looks briefly like all those hateful people are right. If he's the son of God, he should come down from the cross and save himself. That's what people say. You heard that. If you're the savior, save yourself. It looks like death and sin and evil defeat him. Jesus is really killed. He really enters into death. He breathes himself into death. And then he rises from the dead. He's put in a tomb. And three days later, he's out of the tomb. He rises from the dead. And he appears to people for a long, protracted period of time. They see it's really Jesus. They see he's got the nail marks. He's got the mark of the lance that's put into his side but he's totally risen from the dead. They knew he was dead, and they knew he was risen, and it turned out that the power of salvation, the only reality that defeats sin and defeats death, is God, and who God is, is selfless, merciful, forgiving, giving, outpouring love for the worst sinners on the planet. Do you get this? Salvation isn't just that God said, okay, everyone's back to the way they originally were. Salvation is, isn't be a nice person. Salvation isn't follow a bunch of rules. Salvation, the infinite power of the universe and the only power that saves you is Jesus Christ, who is merciful, forgiving, giving, selfless, sacrificial love. When Jesus rises from the dead, God ultimately and finally, and this is it, offers to the world the power of salvation. That's who it is. That's what it is. And that's who's going to be breathed into you tonight through this baptism. This isn't just some ceremony. This is the Jesus who died 2,000 years ago, 
through the power of the Holy Spirit is going to enter you and is going to enter any of the rest of us who want to be renewed in his love. That's looking back. Looking forward, 50 days from now, at the end of this long Easter season, we're going to remember Pentecost. After Jesus rises from the dead, he appears to people for about 40 days. He ascends to heaven. They witness him go back to heaven. And then the Holy Spirit, the real Spirit of God, comes in a whole new way into this world and enters people so that the power of that love, the power of salvation, enters people fully. Not an idea, not floating out there, it enters our souls. That's what's going to happen tonight in baptism, in confirmation, and most importantly after those in the Eucharist. My last two things for you, another step back. Remember Thursday night, many of us were here, and we celebrated the Last Supper. What Jesus does before all of this, before he dies, before he rises, and before he sends the Holy Spirit to enter us. Remember we watched he did two big things he gave his disciples. These things only made sense after his resurrection. Maybe his mother understood, Mary. Otherwise, no one could understand it at the Last Supper. You may not have understood it Thursday night. I hope you do tonight. Two big gifts. Jesus gives his first disciples before his death and resurrection, and he gives us in 2023. Number one, the Eucharist. Jesus takes bread and wine, and through the power of God's Spirit, he turns it into himself. And he tells his disciples, eat my body, drink my blood. That's what we're going to celebrate tonight. And it's what he offers us to celebrate every single Sunday of our lives. If you think that being baptized is going to turn you into a love machine, you are wrong. It's going to free you from sin. It's going to offer you freedom from death. And you are still free, just like I am. I don't need Jesus to just inspire me. I need him to feed me. He wants to come into us completely and grow in us week by week, year by year, all through our lives. If you meet somebody who says, I'm Christian, but I don't believe in the Eucharist, that may be a wonderful person who does not yet know the truth. A Catholic or an Orthodox person is someone who gets the whole picture. It is very hard to get this in my head. He so loves us that he gives us his complete self in the Eucharist to grow in us and strengthen us and send us out into this world. At St. Patrick Parish in Lawrence, just like St. Mary Parish in Lawrence, you are going to find a lot of people who are really sinful, who have done really bad things, who are far from perfect Christians, who come here day after day and week after week to Jesus to try to grow in him and receive him and be transformed into him. 
Second and finally, remember this, remember this, remember this. At the Last Supper, Thursday night, we were reminded before he dies, before he rises, before he sends the Holy Spirit, Jesus washes his disciples' feet. Uh, only a slave would do that. He washes their feet and he tells them, if I do this, you must do this. You must eat my body and drink my blood. You must wash other people's feet. If you and I are truly Christian, if we are turning away from our sin, if we are accepting all these gifts from Jesus, the only way we show that we are part of this for real is if we live selfless, merciful, giving, forgiving, outpouring love in action for other people. If we wash other people's feet, you will never feel that salvation is real until you wash other people's feet. This will all be in your head. It will not be in your heart until you get out there and put this love into practice. That is why we serve 250,000 meals in this parish to hungry people in Lawrence every year. We wash people's feet. That is why we have the single best education for children in Lawrence at Lawrence Catholic Academy. We wash people's feet. That is why when you are new to this country and no one welcomes you, why we welcome one another every single day. We wash one another's feet. That is why in this community we are so sinful in this parish and we take care of sick people and we take care of people who are old and we visit people in prison. We wash one another's feet. If you are looking for a perfect community, I can point out a couple of small places that claim to be, and they're just lying anyway. If you are looking for salvation, and if you are looking for people who are serious about it, and are trying to let him in, and let him out through us, you are in the right place. One, two, three, alleluia. Yeah, one, two, three, You have been listening to Father Paul O'Brien, pastor of St. Patrick Parish in Lawrence, Massachusetts. For more information about the parish and to get involved, please go to stpatrickparish.com or follow us on social media. Thank you for listening.